Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a saner, songwriter, podcaster, relationship coach, and rehabilitation counselor. I'm also a Christian who for years grew up in a church that taught me to fear God instead of love God. For years, I felt betrayed by God and felt like God didn't love me because I wasn't perfect and because I didn't do the right thing all of the time. For years, I felt like I was destined to go to hell because there was no way I could keep all of God's laws and there was no way I could win God's approval. It wasn't until I began to read and study the Bible on my own that I realized that, yes, there is nothing I can ever do to be perfect. I will never be able to win God's approval. But the great thing about it is that I didn't have to because God loves me the way I am and God is here to help me through any and everything that I go through. It wasn't until I realized that God was there for me and that what I had been taught about God my whole life was a lie that I began to understand who God really was. It wasn't until I began to lose my religion and focus on God that I understood who God was and his amazing love for me and how much he loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different journey and a different path to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. I'm winning. Can't tell me I'm not. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna tell me I'm not. I'm winning. Can't tell me I'm not. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna tell me I'm not. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding God. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, this week on the podcast, we have an amazing guest. His name is Chris Richards. He's 41 years old, and he's originally from Baltimore, Maryland, but currently he lives in Pennsylvania. Chris works as an admission specialist at Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, and he serves on multiple worship teams. He also started a worship band with his good buddy, Sean McHugh. Chris loves writing and singing and praising God with his music. Chris also loves helping homeless people that were once like him and showing them the love of Christ. Chris is currently taking certified recovery specialist classes to help him so that he can give back and serve his community. Now the amazing thing about Chris is that he used to be addicted to drugs, but through this journey, he found out about God and he found God during this time. He has an amazing story to share with us today. And so without further ado, here's the interview that I did with Chris. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for being our guest today on Finding God Podcast. I am super excited to have you and to hear your story about how you found God. I'm super excited to be here and super excited to let you know how I did find God. But thank you so much, because I know when you were talking to me through Facebook that you were telling me how you had been in drugs at some point. So I'm definitely interested to hear all that. I guess my first thing I want to ask you, though, is how was your childhood and what was that like? So my childhood was actually pretty normal, um, minus the circumstances of what led me to finding God. Um, it was, uh, you know, I was real competitive in the sports and uh, just really gung-ho on like searching for uh, that competitive edge. I always was so competitive. I loved winning. And I think that that's kind of 
looking back is kind of where it like fueled my addiction. Um, but growing up, uh, it was just like I said, like a normal life. Uh, you know, my mother and my father were together and I did, I played baseball, football and wrestled all through school and just, uh, yeah, my mom traveled with me everywhere. I remember back in the day, cause I was, you know, usually like on the all-star baseball team and she just took me everywhere. So I, I just, I don't know how she did it, but she did it. Um, but uh yeah getting into high school is when like I said I was always looking for that fulfillment to uh make me feel better as far as like the victim I loved I loved winning I loved that competitive edge and when someone kind of introduced me to marijuana um that's kind of when things spiraled out of a uh you know downwardly and yeah so that's that is amazing because I know a lot of us have similar stories where things happen later on in life as we got into our adolescent years because I guess that's the time when we have more freedom, we can explore, and anything, I've, I've actually found that a lot of people, when they have things that may have happened to them in their childhood or different insecurities and it leads up to adolescence, then that's kind of when everything comes to head because trying to find out who you are, you have more freedom, you're around other people who are not mm-hmm. predominantly your parents or your brothers or sisters. So it's yep. a whole new environment and just something totally different. So a lot of people experience that. You are not the only one. Yeah. When you were a kid, were you introduced to God at any point? Did he play a part in your life or did your parents go to church? Like, what did you know about him? Okay, so honestly, um, my my grandparents were very religious my grandfather was a very stern christian so i christianity was not like appealing to me at the time um he was a marine and looking back on it i guess that was just his upbringing and uh the way he was but i did we would go like easter sundays and stuff like that just the the basic minimums but not enough for me to really recognize and grasp hold who uh god and jesus christ was did you hear anything that resonated with you at that age? I just, I, I do specifically remember, of course, on Easter, the, the resurrections or the resurrection and um, just remembering that, like feeling like it, I remember as at younger, like it felt like it was a superpower, like maybe God had a superpower of coming back to life and stuff like that. So I do remember that. That is hilarious, but amazing all at once, because I could see how as a kid you would think it was more like a superpower, because all the miracles and everything that he did, you would think that, oh my goodness, because I had a daughter who said that to me at one point. She's like, wow, mommy, Jesus is like Superman. He could do all yeah. these things. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, if you want to put it that way, kind of. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so I can totally understand that. Now, you mentioned how when you went to high school, things kind of changed. So tell me a little bit about high school and how you got involved with drugs and, like, what led to that? What happened? Okay, so going through high school, um, you know, I started hanging out with the guys once I started smoking marijuana, started hanging around with that crowd and was just drawn to that, not really, not realizing what the turmoil and what the the downward spiral, spiral that that lifestyle would actually bring to me. But it was just fun to me at the time. I yeah. thought it was cool. I thought it was the end thing to do and um, started skipping school uh, just 
doing things that you know just becoming the becoming very more i've always been a class clown but in school i would just be very uh vulgar and mean to the teachers and stuff like that just to get a laugh out of students um you know i would try to get a laugh at someone's like someone's hurting disposal and stuff like that so and uh after that i remember just going to uh you know it was my senior year just going to ocean city and that's when i start like first was introduced to the cocaine and um you know at the time of course you don't even realize you know as much as i remember my mom telling me that marijuana and you know doing these things would lead to other things there was just nothing in my mind because i was it was chris's will chris's life uh chris could handle this type deal and I started that process and started hanging around with a different group of uh different group of friends that were now more into harder drugs. Right. And uh just it was it turned into you know 50 or 60 different jobs a year because I would just go to work a couple of days, I would call in, I would just come up with every excuse in the in the book and uh you know that's when um a criminal a criminal edge started taking control of my life too because of not working you know I wanted to of course still enjoy life and you know started um you know stealing different things and stuff that I'm definitely not proud of and uh just the fuel like that around that time too around my early 20s is when opiates was introduced to my life for the first time and, you know, I did it a little bit and I didn't really like it. I was like one of the last acquaintances that I hung out with to actually like really try the the drug heroin. And um, yeah, I kind of uh, got myself together after that point. Um, I was actually allowed because I ended up getting kicked out of my parents' house uh, early, early 20s. And uh, they kind of allowed me to come back in to really get myself together at a point. And, and I actually did. And I started working for the government the state of maryland and you know was there for many years um ended up getting married during this time and i did not realize this is where my drug use really took off after about five years at the state i uh i fell at work i fell at work and actually herniated and ruptured two discs in my back right and the workman's comp doctor at that time started giving me Percocets. And, you know, I, I took them like they were candy. Um, of course, I I was drinking the whole time while I was working for the government. And, you know, I was taking these, I was taking this medication way more than it was prescribed. And then ended up, uh, I ended up getting, getting fired because I could not pass like a, you know, a drug test for the state on coming back to the, uh, state but you know during these times like you do not realize and you do not think that uh you know what what is about to happen what what really is about to transpire in my life and um you know I'd been I'd heard about the the you know the secular like the AA and the NA and stuff like that and I gave that a try and I I do specifically remember going to them meetings not that I am am against them meetings um but I do remember somebody telling me in a meeting to find a God of your own understanding. And uh, they, they said, you can even choose a doorknob, but 
I always know a doorknob will turn on you, but Jesus Christ won't. So I learned that later in life. Um, But yeah, my, uh, my addiction was, you know, transpired way out of control. I uh, started injecting opiates, heroin, and that was that turned me into a person that I've never imagined in a million years ever becoming. I, uh, che- I, I cheated, stole, robbed from people. I've, I hurt every single person I loved in my life. And I was, I was just a total like Tasmanian, like effect of everybody just taking everybody down that was around me and not even really realizing it. And you know, it led me to uh, my my wife at the time. She actually worked at a hospital, and I convinced her to actually like steal a prescription pad from the hospital. And yeah, and we uh, started. She started writing them out to me, and I was getting them filled. And one day, I got I was in Pennsylvania. I actually was living in Maryland, but I crossed the Pennsylvania line, and I actually gave a prescription to one of the pharmacists. And they said, uh, I called them back. I was like, hey, is my prescription going to be filled? And they said, no, it's not going to be filled because we called and verified with the doctor that you're not a patient of his. So I pretty much knew knew things were, that was like a bad deal. That was like where I really crossed, crossed the line. Because when you start dealing with prescriptions and stuff like that, that's, you know, but like I said, during my addiction, you don't think about anybody but yourself. And that is such a selfish, self-centered, like when the devil like gets a hold of you in that way, it is, it is just, it's, it's insane. He's really got a foothold on your life at that time. You do not care like who you bring down to get what you, what, what you want basically. And that is a very sick feeling, but, um, needless to say, uh, I ended up getting arrested and got time in state prison which uh, this was back in 2013, 2013. And uh, I got two and a half to five years in state prison of Pennsylvania. And so I had been in county jail a little bit in Maryland a couple of times from a couple like minor thefts and stuff like that. So I, I go up to Pennsylvania and I'm like asking all the people, I'm like, hey, what's is there a good time or anything? And they're like, no, the two and a half is your good time. So you basically, when you do state prison, like you have to do what they say, unless of course I uh, use my manipulative ways to get boot camp, which is a, it's a six month uh, program. It's an intense like boot camp program um, in Quahanna, Pennsylvania that, uh, it's just, yeah, it's very intense. It's, it's very intense. Uh, to, but if you get through that, you make automatic parole. So me being a bigger guy, of course, I start signing up for the pastor to try to get out of working out so much, but I didn't realize that that was, that was the little hope. And my, I used my manipulation to actually start talking to him. And then he started really talking to me about God and, uh, you know, it's something started clicking. I started feeling, he started praying with me. We started sitting down praying. Um, that's when I kind of, I, I joined like the, they had a, like a prison team or like a, like a choir for the people on Sundays. And I, I joined that and I was involved and I made it through boot camp really well. Um, 
you know, he would tell me about the Bible. He would show me films and stuff like that. Uh, and when I got out, things were amazing. Um, except I became a Sunday Christian. So I just started, uh, you know, I, I found a home church cause I ended up like crawling to my parents' house and, uh, I know I found a home church down there and was going to it on Sundays, but then I, I, I started substituting my addiction. I, I, I thought that it was okay to start drinking alcohol. I, I thought that, you know, I minimized everything about that. I said, Hey, it was legal. So, you know, it's not going to hurt, but I can't fool anybody. That's, you know, addiction. And, you know, once that devil uses these certain things to, to get a hold of your life, he, he goes for it and he attacks hard. So I started uh, drinking and um, it, things got, uh, things, things weren't that bad for a while. And like, I was actually working, um, doing well and I was on parole of course, but then I started, uh, you know, the drinking experiment went so well that I started using Percocets again. And that, that experiment led me straight back to, to, uh, heroin, unfortunately. And, you know, my, my, uh, PO at the time kept giving me chance after chance after chance. And finally he, uh, around the seventh time of me not being able to, uh, successfully give him a, a clean UA, I, uh, he sent me back to state prison to actually max out my sentence. And yeah, this, I was on the street actually about two years during this time. Um, and I totally walked away from church, you know, once I started the pills and stuff like that. And, you know, looking, looking back, like I just never, I never, uh, God was, God was there. I just never grabbed at him. I never, I never sought his face. I never, opened his word, read his word, and uh, really sought him during this time. But he's got a plan for everything. So I ended up going to state prison. And, you know, in state prison, my, uh, it was it was about seven months I had to do in state prison just to max out my sentence. So coming, when I got out, it was uh, January 2nd of 2018, I think it was 18 or 19. Um, yeah, it was, I, I remember it's January 2nd of one of them years. And, uh, you know, my family told me too. they said, uh, choose, you know, you choose us or the drugs, you know, you've, we've done this with you so long. So, so many years, you were actually, basically you're, you're lucky. We're actually talking to you and, uh, being supportive of you at, at a arm's length though, of course. And, uh, you know, by, by, uh, Jan, you know, by February of that year, I was actually, chose I chose the drugs and I was back in my mess just that quick and I was so sick sick and tired of who I'd become who I was how many people I've hurt throughout this whole process that I just thought I was destined to be a drug addict the rest of my life and um I was actually living on the streets of Baltimore um riding you know panhandling money to to ride buses around to to boost to to for you know for my drugs and stuff like that to where I just got to a point one day to where I was just tired of hurt and tired of hurting everybody around me and uh I tried to find the best opiates in Baltimore in my life wow. and and I actually uh 
I actually was successful in doing what I was trying to do, except for God actually intervened by the by the means of a a, a random gentleman just walking by that actually happened to have Narcan on him. And so when I woke up, I didn't, you know, I was kind of bitter, mad, angry, because it all started coming to what happened of and uh, I was I was taken to Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, and you know they tried to, they kept trying to call places you know for me to get the treatment and stuff, and I, I didn't know what I was going to do at this time. I was just in the hospital. I'm 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 a drug addict. I'm you know just sick and tired of life basically at this time. And there was a place called uh, Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge that actually came down from two and a half hours away to come pick me up to take me up to their program and going up there uh, I remember the driver specifically uh you know just telling me how like faith-based it was and then I started feeling like I started feeling a little better then because I was like yes I I started learning about God and I started like trying to do this so I was like maybe I'll just give this a chance and uh you know, going up there, I still was unsure about my future and what I was going to do. So I thought I was just going up there for uh, a quick oil change, basically, to get back out into society and, uh, you know, white knuckle this thing like I had been doing my whole life, like 15 years on and off. And but I saw I saw when I got up there, I saw the I saw God shining through each and every person there in, in his way. And, and you know, it was just so eye-opening. It was, it was, it was that moment of clarity, that moment of realization that I have to give in. I have to give him a hundred percent. I can't keep, you know, I can't give him 50, 50% and keep 50%. So, and not saying that everything went perfect through the program, of course. Uh, but, um, you know, once I really started digging in, learning the Bible and, learning how much scripture applied to my life because I do remember like from my previous in my childhood like reading like hearing the these thou's and all this like what are they talking about right now but like hearing that like hearing the word and having it applied like just like wow like just Paul going through jail like just everything you know how 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 Jesus like was so compassionate for us you know just the just just the realization of the realness of everything that you know surrounds the bible um you know watching i remember we watched the case for christ back then with a with a gentleman that tried to refute uh christianity and you know there was a point there was a point early in my uh walk that you know of course i'm i'm always questioning like is this really real like is this right i need evidence because we live in an era where we didn't we didn't get the opportunity like the disciples to walk with Jesus to see the miracles and all this stuff so that's when I had to realize like hey th this is 2,000 years later there's many people that have tried to dispute this and no one ever can because the facts are facts and uh yeah just walking through the program so I started the program and I, uh, they have a 30 day program. So like I said, I thought, I didn't realize I was going to go into the long-term program after this. Um, I went through the 30 day program, really started learning, attending their chapel services. And 
then I made a commitment to do the the year long program. And that was, uh, that was one of the greatest decisions I ever made in my life. I, I, I really, you know, the, I give all the credit to, to, to our Lord and savior. Um, but I do, I am forever grateful to, for a uh, teen challenge. And uh, I'm now, I, I now work there for, you know, a place that actually, yeah. So it is, it's just, it's so awesome. And, uh, going through the program, um, this was actually, I'll kind of skip through, skip to, uh, last year. Um, you know, I ended up getting COVID last year and I was at the oh, program. No. Yeah. I was at the program and there was, there was a few of us that actually ended up getting COVID up there. So we actually, uh, there's a, we stay on a place called, it's called God's mountain up there, okay. uh, teen challenge. Um, and we were actually quarantined and I got the, the devil, the devil started attacking me hard. Um, I was just ready to run. I, everything was the problem. Everything was the problem, but Chris. And, you know, I started, I went outside one day and I looked out at like, you know, God's beautiful creation out there and just realized, and um, he kind of just whispered to me. He said, he said, you're the problem. Everything else around you is not the problem. You're the problem. And uh, me, me and a couple buddy, me and a buddy of mine, actually, um, we ended up getting in a dorm together at the time. I didn't really know him well. And uh, he was a guitar player. And I've always been a shower singer. Like I've, you know, I've sang a little karaoke back in the day and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like I said, I've always just been belting it out in the shower and stuff like that. But he, uh, we started like messing around one day. He was actually showing me like a chord progression he wrote for his grandfather. Wow. And, um, and it was awesome. It was amazing. And yeah. I ended up like just starting like humming and singing something to it. And needless to say, like it, it it's all crazy amazing how this all uh went down. This is why I know it was God like telling me this is what I want you to do. This is, you know, you know, do this. This is how I want you to share your testimony. And I started, I ended up writing a song to this chord progression and I wanted to use scripture in it. And I ended up using James 4, 7, which is submit yourselves, therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And when, when I was actually singing the lyrics to that song, I remember him stopping and telling me his grandfather's name was James. He had never told me this up until this point. Yeah. So it was just it was just amazing how all this um, transpired and throughout our time there, we ended up like help helping start a worship team because during chapel services up there, it would always be like YouTube videos and stuff like that. And uh, we ended up creating a worship team with a awesome group of men that, uh, you know, I was blessed, blessed to be around during their stay at the program and stuff like that. And, you know, we all, we, we wrote a lot of music together. We started covering a lot of music together, but most importantly, we all fellowshiped and we, we did Bible studies together. We, we learned why, what our really, what our purpose was. And, um, I remember when, when I was a student, um, I actually wrote down, you know, a couple, uh, questions and stuff, um, you know, not knowing my purpose, not knowing, you know, what my reason was. And, uh, I ended up 
writing a song called Reason um, because I found my reason for me, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is just amazing to uh, have him as a friend, as, you know, like somebody that I can always go to talk to. There's, there's always a direct line of communication, which is just so amazing. And um, so, yeah, we just, uh, we started writing music and playing music, playing in chapel services and just the environment changed. And I, and like, I don't say it boastfully or anything like that. It was just there's something about live worship music opposed to the YouTube videos that just just help bring the presence of the Lord into a service, help help his you know his presence be known and stuff like that too. And it was just always maz- amazing to be able. I remember us we would uh we would practice before like services and it would be the most horrible practice. Like we'd be like this is gonna be awful, but then we would get up there, Holy Spirit guided and just do amazing it it would just he would just he always worked through us at the right times and um so yeah we ended up starting to go off like you know other churches and stuff would uh, ask us to come play there and we were play you know we played there and uh we actually were asked to play at a uh a celebration of life so somebody's husband that actually graduated the program a uh, year many years ago but was just a huge advocate of teen challenge actually uh asked you know asked for us to come play there and we went and played there and it was just it was a very memorable amazing day uh just it, it, god god is just so amazing um what he does for me like through my life and uh I never, I never in a million years realized from, you know, two, two and a half years ago where I was to where I am today. My, my heart is totally on fire for him. Um, You know, I'm not, there is times where I live in the flesh, but I have to smack that flesh and realize that, uh, you know, my, one of my favorite verses that I go to is uh, Romans five, three through five, uh, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know our sufferings produce perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope, and that hope does not disappoint because God has poured his love in our heart by the Holy Spirit whom he's given right. us. And, um, you know, I just know persevering through any times of trouble, like, it's always, like, the devil is going to throw temptations my way all the time, um, but but God, God has grabbed a hold of my heart and he is my shield uh if i get up daily put on that armor of god and uh you know ephesians 6 16 is another one i love it's in all circumstances put on your shield of faith to extinguish the fiery darts of the evil one and uh but i just love you got to put on that whole armor of god and my day my day usually is starts amazing ends amazing and there's things that transpire throughout the day that i utilize my lord and savior for and yeah it is it's just such an awesome amazing journey and so when i graduated the program there i was actually asked to work in uh the admissions department which is people calling in like where i was which was it's totally awesome to do and you know i have an amazing boss down there an amazing family um it's uh 
So I, I'm asked to, you know, answer the phone. And there's a lot of people that have called and said, you know, I don't believe in God and I don't, you know, why should I do this program? Why should I? And I'm not an advocate for teen challenge itself. I'm an advocate right. for Jesus Christ and what he's done for me. And that's exactly what I love telling people. I love having God shine through me, through these people to help them understand that uh, he is the way, the truth, the life. Um, no one does get through the father except through him. And it is just, it's so amazing to know that, to know that, you know, once you, once, once you allow your spirit to be fed and, um, but you have to feed it. You have to feed it with his word and just doing that. And um, people see that like people, we, I, I'm now like, I'm now a, a role model for other students that may walk around and see me, even though I don't see a lot of the students. I'm just, I'm so grateful to be able to uh, be a light. You know, my mom's actually going through a tough time right now. <sighs> with with family stuff but uh I'm able it's so crazy I'm able to be there for her now she's been there for me my whole life and I've never you know I've always taken that for granted and you know I'm able to be there for her now which is so awesome it's just just to have God shining through me for her is you know just it's such an amazing feeling and um yeah, I have a, I have a daughter actually with, you know, previous, and that's, it's a, it's a, it's a rocky situation because of my past. Um, but I am able to see her on occasion. Okay. I talk to her regularly and, uh, she's just, she's a little split spitting image of me. And, uh, she, she, uh, she loves God too, which is awesome. So yeah, yeah it's, it's just, things are, I am living a life beyond my wildest dreams and that is due to God and everything he's done for me. And, uh, I know that he's been there for me the whole time and nothing, you know, that guy walking on the streets of Baltimore and finding me that day wasn't coincidental. You know, right. there's no coincidental that that was God allowing me another chance at life. Um, showing me a way I never knew was true. I'm just sitting up here in awe because we were talking about how when you almost died and the guy came by at that moment and he saved you. I'm just like, that had to be a God appointment because, and the fact that he had the right drug to bring, they had the right drug to bring you back is yeah, amazing. Like absolutely. so many people have died because they, it wasn't on hand, but they had it. So that is amazing. What would you tell somebody who is looking for God and they feel like they can't find them or they lost them? Like, what advice would you give to someone who's looking for God? Um, the advice I would give to someone is just to give, give, give God a chance. Um, I tried this thing my own way through uh, different programs throughout the year. But once I submitted myself to God and allowed him to take hold of my life, you will not regret it. That's what I tell a lot of people. I, I if you if you give God a shot and let him work in your life, you will not regret it opposed to going, leaving, you know, going back in the streets, going back to what you were doing and allowing the to where you'll regret it. You, 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 
nine times out of 10, or 99 times out of 100, you'll regret it. You, you will regret it. And I'm, I'm living walking proof of that, that uh, there is power in the name of Jesus. And it is just such an amazing journey. And we walk by faith, not by sight. Because like I said earlier, you know, we don't, we don't get to see the miracles, the, but we do. That's the thing. Like, I'm a walking miracle. There is so many walking miracles that are around me, around every one of us. And once the scales did come off my eyes and, and the scripture started like speaking to me is when I did realize it and started applying it. Um, yeah, it is, it is just so amazing. It is, uh, just the, and I've been, we've been unfortunate. Um, I've gotten close to a lot of people that have unfortunately turned their back on God and are no longer with us. So I just know that walking with God every single day is not hard to do. I start my day with God and I end my day with God and I have God all around me throughout the day. And it's just such an amazing, awesome experience that I wish I could give to everybody. You know, I think that's just how it is. Cause so many times, like you said, we compartmentalize things. Like we go to church and then the rest of the week we do our own thing and then we go back to church. And the way you're saying it, it's like God wants us to have that whole experience with him every day, throughout the day, all through the week. So that when you go to church, you're just getting filled again, but you've like pretty much been with God the whole week. And I think it's awesome that you're able to do that in your life daily, starting with God, ending with God and having him with you all through the day. That is amazing. I do want to say for all the people who seem like they turned away from God, I think that all of us have moments in our lives. And I think once you've been introduced to him, you may go away, but you usually come back because you realize your need for him. So I will definitely be praying for them, but I know that they will definitely probably be coming back to God because they we all need God. And I know yep. in my own journey, I've been close to God and walked away, been upset with him, came back. So I think it's just a word which is work in process. We're a work in progress. And, yep. you know, at different times and at different stages in our lives, we do different things and make different decisions. Yep. But thank you so much for being with us. Now, how can we find you if anyone wants to look you up on Facebook or hear the music that you guys are doing at Teen Challenge on YouTube? How can we find you and where should we go? Okay, so my name is Chris Richard, and that's how you can find me on Facebook. And okay. we also have... Um, the name of our band, which I guess I should have mentioned is called it is written worship. Um, because us together collectively have found a solution and it is written in the word of God. And that's how, you know, you go to Matthew four, Luke four, it's when Jesus was tempted and, you know, the devil is going to tempt me all the time. And I just know that it is written in the word of God. And that's where we, uh, so to find us on YouTube, it is, it's called It Is Written Worship. So, and there's many songs that we've wrote on there, many covers. And we're actually about to start. Um, most of the stuff that we have on YouTube is live recordings. Mm-hmm. And we're actually about to start studio recordings. So awesome. lots of goodness for the future. 
Awesome. Well, I definitely want to want you to keep us informed about everything that you're doing so that we can follow up with you. And guys, don't worry if you didn't have a chance to write down everything he said. I will definitely put it in the show notes. And all you have to do is click on the link and you can definitely get connected to Chris. Thank you so much, Chris, for being on Finding God Podcast. It was a pleasure having you here. Thank you so much for having me. It was an amazing experience. And uh, I'm just so grateful to be on here and be a part of this. Wow, what an amazing interview. My favorite part of Chris's story is when he talked about how he would take drugs, he got off drugs for a period of time, then he went back, he got off again, he stopped doing drugs for a while, and then he went back. But throughout this whole process, God never left him, and God never forgot about him. And I love it, because I think there's a verse in the Bible, I think it's Proverbs twenty four sixteen, and it says, for a righteous man falls seven times and rises back up. So each time Chris was knocked down, each time he fell back into his drug addiction, God was there to help him get back up. And you know, the same thing that happened to Chris happens to us all the time. We are not perfect. And there are many times we do things and we have sins and we have faults and we have failures in our lives that we continue to go back to and things that we continue to do, even though we know we shouldn't be doing these things. But let me encourage you and let you know that just like God was there with Chris and just like each time Chris got into drugs, how God brought him out and how God showed himself in amazing ways in Chris' life, even while he was in the midst of his addiction, that God is doing the same for you. No matter how many times you fall, just get back up again because God is there. He hasn't forgotten about you. He hasn't left you. And he hasn't stopped loving you because you make mistakes. And I absolutely love this about Chris' story. Our artist for the week is a band called It Is Written. And this is a band that Chris helped to co-found with his friend. And the song that they're going to sing for us today is called Reasons. I love this song because it's a song about someone really asking, like, God, what is your plan for me? What reason am I here? And I think a lot of us have these questions, and we're looking for answers. And in this song, it talks about reasons and God's purpose for our lives. So here's the song, Reasons, by Chris Van, It Is Written.
podcast i would like to thank you guys so much for being with me again this friday i enjoy hanging out with you i enjoy us listening to interviews and stories together i would also like to encourage you to like us on facebook share us with a friend or family member and follow us on whatever platform you listen to podcasts i would love to have you involved in the finding god community we are learning so much and i would love to have you there now if you would like to be a guest on finding god all you have to do is send me a message on social media and all of my contact information can be found in the show notes. Just click on the links and you can get in contact with me. Send me a message and let me know you want to be a guest and we will set that up so that you can be a guest on Finding God. I would also like to say that if you have any music or know anyone who would love to get their music played on Finding God, then just go right to my contact information for social media, send me a message, and I will tell you the best way to submit music for the show. I would like to let you guys know that Chris' information is in the show notes. So if you want to get in contact with him or if you want to hear more of his music from his band, all of that information is in the show notes. 
So just click on the link and you can get connected to Chris. And of course, as I've already stated, you can get connected to me as well because all of my info is in the show notes. So just click on it and you can get connected to me as well. All right, I think that is all. Well, until next week and until I talk to you again, have an amazing weekend, enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you again next Friday. Bye-bye.